Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. This past week, the Seahawks began conducting OTAs, organized team activities, as part of their voluntary off-season training program. While many of the team's veteran players ultimately exercised their right to keep their workouts virtual, all of the team's rookies were in attendance at the VMAC to work with their position groups and new coaches. Pete Carroll told members of the media that there were just under 40 players at the team's practices this week, and that this has given rookies a great opportunity to develop their games. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised how sharp they are and, and, and how far along they've already come. I mean, I've made the comment to him again today as, as we broke for the weekend that uh, they're working really hard. They're really diligent about it. Um, it matters to these guys, obviously, because they're putting in the time and they're they're able to bring it from the meeting room you know, to the field. So uh, we're making good progress. And so they'll be, like I said, they're going to be caught up when we, we come together. Um, I told the, the team that in our Zoom meeting today that they're going to be surprised how far along these guys have come. So uh, it's a good group. With the absence of Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, young quarterbacks Alex Magoo and Danny Etling have had the opportunity to work on their games as well. Really, we got a couple guys in here that are doing a nice job. Uh, Alex Magoo's done a, a really nice job and uh, fired up that he's doing it. Danny's doing his job too. These are the guys that we've had in the past. Uh, Danny had a good good year with us last year and and, and – uh, those two guys are competing like crazy, so they're battling. And um, I know Russ and Gino; those guys are working out hard, working out with our players when they get their chances to do that. Uh, Russ has had a number of uh, guys come visit and work work out down where he is in, in San Diego. And uh, so um, the the quarterback position for us is it's it's uh, it's very competitive. This is a really cool time for these guys learning the the offense, uh, learning Shane, um, you know, and, and picking up on the stuff that we've done that, that we've adapted. And uh, it's, 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 it's a fun challenge for these guys, and they're, they're taking it to heart. The Seahawks are the only team in the NFC West without veterans like Wilson and Smith at OTAs. But Carroll said he isn't concerned that the Seahawks would be at any disadvantage because of this. Yeah, I don't, I don't manage anything what's going on around the rest of the league. Um, we're just doing what, what, what's best for us and what, what our guys need to do. And, uh, we're, you know, like I've told you, we're making terrific progress. We've been here before. Um, with what we can get done in virtual, and, and it's it's again, it's going great. And uh, our guys are are dedicated and are working their, their butts off everywhere, all over the place. And we don't have that many guys living in the area, so it's a little bit more of a of a challenge to get guys in here early in in the off season. Um, but other than that, you know, whatever they're doing, they're doing. I don't know, you know, what their workload's like. Or I don't know what their mentality's like in other places. I, I I wouldn't know that. The Seahawks will have the opportunity to welcome these players back with veteran minicamp in June. Carroll noted that these are more likely to be able to go forward in person, especially since Seattle has reached the NFL's 85% vaccination goal as a team. Our activities will pick up as we get closer to minicamp. We expect a pretty darn good uh, attendance in minicamp. There's a couple of guys that have some special situations, but for the most part, we expect our guys to be there. Um, the week before is a really important week as well um, in, in, in preparation for it. So we'll see more guys coming through as we get, get to that uh, uh, to the middle of June there. And so, um, uh, so the conversations have been, you know, open. I've, I've talked to a bunch of guys. I've talked to our, our representatives. I've talked to, you know, Bobby and Russ for sure. Um, and so we're, we're, we're communicating on a good level about it. So, um, it's, it hasn't been a negotiation. It's been a conversation about it and, uh, we're kind of partnering in this thing to, to put it together so we can get what we need to get done. Uh, right now, what we're doing is we're preparing to get ready for camp. That's what this is, you know, and, and it's a voluntary time for us to take advantage of our opportunities. And I, I love the way our guys are learning. 
I, I know I know where they're going to be mentally um, based on what we did last year you know, without any offseason work. And so anything that we get done here will be a bonus to that. And uh, we'll, we, you know, we're gonna, we plan to do this really well. Without veterans to lead the way in OTAs, coaching has been crucial. The Seahawks made one hire this offseason, defensive backs coach Deshaun Shedd, whose knowledge of the Seahawks' preferred techniques and coverages has proven especially useful. We've stayed in contact, you know, for uh, a couple of years here, and, and uh, he's always been one of our favorite guys because he's just one of the the most true blue guys we've ever seen in the program. Hardworking, dedicated, smart, uh, creative, tough. I mean, he he had all of the elements that you know that were that we love in the program. Big chip on his shoulder. Had to always prove it, you know. And and uh, so. Um, you know, we just kept in contact, and I talked to him a few years back. You know that you know if you're ever thinking about you know let's let's talk. You know, and you know the, there'll be a conversation waiting for you. And he went into the uh, I think computer sales um, business and and just kicked butt and became one of the top salespersons in his organization in a couple in I don't know 18 months or something like that. Which then then when I hear that story, I go well, of course, you know that's that's what Shed would do. You know and. And uh, so as we talked about it and, and as this season was approaching, we talked last year about the upcoming this year. And uh, and so we just stayed with it. And we, we brought into this program uh, just a, an extraordinary competitor, um, a, a guy with character and integrity and toughness and smarts and all that. And I mean, you can't, you can't get enough guys like that around the program. Um, he, he interestingly he's carried over our football and he's and he he has retained it and maintains a, a really good command of what we've what we did and the techniques of the of the cornerback position in particular as well as the safety spot you know he played all over for us big time special teams player for us so um, I, I expect really big things from him I think he's going to do a great job th- immediately but uh, down the road um, we're going to see Deshaun Shedd do some great stuff he, he's really talented. Of course, the biggest coaching change the Seahawks made this offseason was at the offensive coordinator spot, bringing in Shane Waldron. He has been hard at work installing the offense since day one of OTAs. There's a sense of continuity to it that, that Shane brings that, um, that I'm really excited about because things fit together and uh, really, really in a connected fashion, more so than I've, than I've seen this have in, in years past uh, in the design of it. Um, and uh, with that, um, Shane also brings a, a real eye and, and an intent on, on tempo and utilizing tempo in different areas, different aspects of our game, which is really is something we've always liked to, uh, to implement with Russ. And Russ is, uh, has taken to it as well uh, at this point. And so we're, we're off and moving. And so uh, I like our tempo. Um, I, I like the, the variety and the mix of how things fit together. And, and continued emphasis on, on the way we mix run game and pass game and make that complement. Uh, that's, that's really the, those should be, as you see us develop over the, you know, the coming months here, you'll see that uh, show up. And there's no doubt that, it, that it'll be part of our game. And, and uh, with that, you know, we've got some really exciting players, you know, that we get to feature. Chris and, 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 uh, and Rashad back to running the football and uh, with, with Dis and, and uh, um, Gerald Everett at the tight end spots and, and uh, you know, the upcoming Colby, uh, Parkinson. There's some really cool things that we can do there with those guys. And, you know, we love our receivers. And so um, we're, uh, the guy who has really made a nice first impression for us uh, um, is, is Dwayne, you know, Eskridge. He's done a nice job so far. And it looks, you know, he he's an exciting addition to uh, the competition. And so all that stuff, you know, Shane's take, working to take advantage of and position guys and, and situate them so that we can utilize those guys. And it seems really 
comfortable and natural as it's coming about. And so uh, there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. On the personnel side, one of the biggest changes the Seahawks made this offseason was bringing in former 49ers corner Akella Witherspoon. Pete Carroll spoke at length about what his signing means for Seattle. We've seen him play, you know, over the years, in the last couple of years at the Niners, and, and uh, we've seen the style of play um, that, that he brings. Um, you know, he's, he's, got, he's got the makeup, speed, size, length, the kind of stuff that we like in, in, in our guys. And uh, so we've always, I've had my eye on him since we first saw him coming out of Colorado. And, uh, and so, you know, he, he just, he's available and we, you know, we had the opportunity and so we, we pursued it, but, um, his mentality, uh, his, uh, his awareness, um, he's, he's still a very young player, you know, he's almost like a rook to me coming in. He's not, but it feels like that a bit. And we're going to teach him my first time in the program, you know, just take him right back to the basics. And he's been really, uh, uh, available to us. He's been here every day working out and, and, and preparing and getting ready and all of that. He's on the field with us almost every day. And uh, so he's doing a good job in all those, and he's really bright. And uh, so all of that, and, um, you know, he got he had some really good recommendations, you know, from coaches that had worked against him and, and all that as well and that had worked with him. So um, everything just led to it's a good opportunity for him. Witherspoon has been one of the few veterans present at OTAs for the Seahawks. After the break, we'll hear from him about his mentality and his reasons for choosing Seattle and free agency. Seahawks corner Akella Witherspoon spoke to the media this last week and said Seattle was always a logical destination for him to land at some point in his career. They were a team that was interested when I was coming out of college, so I took a pre-draft visit here. Um, and I had just been in this environment, been around Coach Carroll, been around the coaches. Uh, and so it was just, that was like the start of it. And then secondly, was being close to home. Um, I'm from Sacramento, so being with the 49ers was a luxury. And then lastly, I think the the system, um, I think I can play ball in any system, but it's convenient to be in a cover three system once again, um, around coaches that understand my length and what it does to a, to a game and just kind of culminating all those um, positives. And it was kind of a no-brainer for me. Witherspoon, who had 20 tackles and one interception in four starts in 2020, added that he relishes the opportunity to compete against the Seahawks' NFC rivals, including his former team. Absolutely. I mean, playing teams that I've seen um, two times a year for the last four years is extremely convenient, as well as staying on the West Coast for my family. And then lastly, playing against the 49ers to fulfill y'all's idea of a rivalry or whatever. So... Um, it's fun and it's all competitive and I'm excited to be a part of it. Witherspoon was teammates with Richard Sherman in San Francisco and said that Sherman and the entire LOB were inspirations to him in college. That was definitely a big part of my um, football savvy, I would say, growing up. Just watching Sherman, watching Cam, Earl, uh, Shed, Browner, uh, just that energy that they brought to the game and just understanding that it's not only about being talented, but bringing passion and bringing energy and inspiring the men around you. And uh, I think that group did it better than any. And that's one of the reasons I was so interested in coming to Seattle out of college. If you asked me where I wanted to go, it was Seattle. Uh, just to kind of replicate that to the best of my ability, as well as the technical aspect and the football savvy that all of them had and in, in the, uh, the approach to the game. The four-year veteran shares some of the confidence that made the Seahawks secondary so famous earlier last decade. 
When I was healthy, I was the best corner in the league, and I don't, I'm not going to settle for anything else. Um, just when I got injured, I had two bad injuries um, that no one really knows about or cares about, and it's not my place to make people care. But you go out there, you fight, you push through, um, and if it's not, if you're not at the best of your ability in this league and you're not healthy, it's it's difficult to to stay at that level that it takes to be all pro, that it takes to be a pro bowler. Um, and so I'm just extremely excited right now just to be healthy, clear-minded, um, in a new environment, and I'm just very excited to put that on tape. Witherspoon isn't quite healthy yet, but he's taken the time at OTAs to get familiar with his teammates and coaches. Yeah, I've been I've been rehabbing a knee injury uh, right now, um, just a very minor procedure. So I haven't been out there actually participating in any of the on-field activities. But just to be around and have my face be seen every day, talk football with Coach Carroll, with my uh, DB coach, Coach Dre, um, and then just started getting working on the field as well. So just kind of talking ball in front of them and just hearing the way they coach and building those relationships with Ken Norton. Um, stuff like that is, is stuff that you can't uh, make up or can't get it when you're at home just being on Zoom. So um, it's been it's been very helpful. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I made that decision because I'm already reaping the benefits just in the last two months, as well as being healthy and being around the best uh, training staff, the best uh, athletic staff as well, just to just to make me complete when it's time to get going. Witherspoon has had a busy week around the facility. But no Seahawks player has had more to do than undrafted free agent linebacker John Radigan, who graduated from West Point last week. It's been an awesome week personally, and uh, I think for our team as well. We've just been getting after it and, and, and doing the best we can to improve every day. Um, this past weekend, it was a blessing to graduate from West Point and um, to be able to go out there and not miss any football, come back and get right back to work. Um, it was, it was uh, more than I could ask for. Radigan said the Seahawks were in touch with him throughout the draft process. Seattle was was a pretty easy pick. I had some interest. Um, I think there were a good amount of draft possibilities. I had um, I tried not to get my hopes too high, just just you know the way my college career worked out and everything. But I would say the draft process went really well. I was really excited for draft day, uh, day three specifically. And uh, you know when it came to the end of Seattle's picks. Coach Glenn reached out and he said, look, man, if, if you don't go here in the seventh round, we really we really want you out here in Seattle. And, um, you know, that was that was good to hear. And it was it was a validation of everything we had talked about throughout the whole process because they had been steadily interested. And, um, you know, to end up here is is truly is truly a blessing. I'm, I'm so thankful just to be out here because um throughout the whole process they were very interested and they were they were up front they didn't lie and um you know you, I, i'm very happy to be in this organization the seahawks are most interested in radigan playing as an off-ball linebacker something he has been working on adjusting to at otas i think the biggest transition is just learning another defense and uh playing a little bit of a different role as an off-the-ball linebacker so uh you know certainly certainly got my head wrapped around the playbook and trying to get better day by day, just continue learning. Meanwhile, Coach Carroll touched on the status of one other linebacker who Seahawks fans, including me, are hoping to see on the field next season. The door is, is still open for players. We're still working at figuring out the, the roster and how it's going to go. Until we get on the field and can see how things are starting to come together, uh, there won't be you know major changes in what's going on because we're, we're pretty committed at this point. That doesn't mean that we're not tuned into all of the options and the opportunities that are out there because we are. But, um, you know, 
KJ KJ's okay at this point. He's doing fine, and and if uh, if we get a chance to call on him, you know, we'll we'll go after it, and we'll we'll see if we can put something together. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. A big thanks to Wilson Khan for producing it. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Khan C O N N. Also check out his article up at FieldGoals.com this weekend. Some interesting news as Diana Rossini tweeted that the Falcons continue to field calls from teams interested in trading for Julio Jones. The Seahawks have had discussions about a possible trade with Atlanta, per sources. In fact, quarterback Russell Wilson and Julio Jones have spoken to discuss the possibility of playing together. So you can read about that up at fieldgoals.com. Wilson is the one who wrote the article there as well, so be sure and check that out. I will be back later this week. Clinton and I will be planning another three-in, three-out episode, so be sure and watch for that. And until then, go Hawks!